From the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, our coverage continues on Jaguars.com. J.P. Shadrick with Greg Cosell, NFL Film Senior Producer, NFL Matchup Executive Producer, and here we are back another Combine. Jaguars, though, have at least from the last couple years, a different feel coming into this one, picking with the 24th selection overall in the first round. So that approach just changes the whole mindset of the organization. Some success. The challenge now is building it for the future to maintain it and sustain that success. A little different conversation, JP, from uh, maybe a year ago or a couple years ago. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, obviously it starts with Doug Peterson and the staff, um, and then it works to Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I learned years and years ago from Dick Vermeil, and he said that when you draft a quarterback number one, the entire organization, and he's talking about the janitors, he's talking about everybody in the organization, the objective has to be to make that guy a great player. And clearly that was the approach they took this year. Um, unfortunately for uh, Trevor Lawrence, people talked about him as a generational talent when he came out, and that put an unfair burden on him because he's not really – there's very few generational talents, as you know. Um, and then they saw what he was, and they worked with him, and they, they did some really good things with him that helped. They, he needed to be sped up. He was very deliberate in everything he did. He's a, he's a big kid who's a long strider. So you need to shorten his strides. You need to quicken his drop, quicken his set, quicken his delivery. And when you combine that with the nature of the offense, which is more quick rhythm throws, that had to all work together. And they did a masterful job with that. And Lawrence was obviously a very willing student. And, you know, the thing about Trevor Lawrence that also works with all this is Lawrence is very good at picking up concepts and that's really important he's the kind of kid that you can go through concepts with him and he picks it up quickly and then he understands it and then you can build off those concepts because the past game is about concepts um, you get to the concepts in, in different ways different personnel packages different formations but it's about the concepts and he's very good very smart at picking that up and then taking it to the field so it was a really good mix of coaching staff um, and quarterback and obviously we know that if your quarterback plays at a high level and you have a good one your chance of winning games improves dramatically and that's basically what happened in Jacksonville on that side of the ball clearly yeah, you, you talked about coaching staff around him so yes Doug Peterson Press Taylor comes in as the OC. Jim Bob Cooter was the passing game coordinator. Now in Indy is the OC. Mike McCoy's a quarterback's coach. I mean, these guys have all had a history in the NFL around big-time quarterback play, but Trevor likes a certain type of mentality around him, too, and they realized that when they were building that staff. Calm, even-keeled. Hey, not a big deal. We're going to work on it next week. Get it right down the road. Having that staff around Trevor priority number one for Doug Peterson it felt like he hit it out of the park in year one and he did and I think you, you have to understand your quarterback's personality and the way he likes to learn and how he deals with adversity because clearly you know one of the things about Trevor Lawrence and I've been around him but I don't know him but I've been around him um, and he's a very impressive kid as you know um, but he's also a kid that seems when you see him in a press conference like after the losses after he threw a bad pick very level-headed, very even-keeled. I mean, obviously extremely disappointed, but not flying off the handle, understanding that, hey, I have to work, I have to be better. My guess is he doesn't mind to be coached hard, that he wants that, that he wants to be coached, but then you have to understand how to coach him. And you mentioned Mike McCoy, been in the league a long, long time. 
You know, he's seen a lot of quarterbacks, been through a lot of systems, understands that. Jim Bob Cooter is, is someone I know. Um, he did an unbelievably great job, people may not remember, with Matthew Stafford in 2016 through 2018 with the Lions. Um, then he spent a year with the Eagles as well. So he's, you know, he's seen good coaching staffs. He's seen good quarterback play. Um, he's another guy that's pretty even keeled. You know, Press Taylor obviously was with um, Doug in, in Philly, so he knows Doug's system and how he wants it to be taught and relayed to the quarterback. So I think they had a really good mix of people, and they have a quarterback that's very willing to learn. And you know Trevor Lawrence this offseason, in his mind, and particularly in the AFC where there's a lot of good quarterbacks, he wants to be in that group. And he wants the Jaguars to be one of those teams like Buffalo, like Cincinnati, like Kansas City, that's in the playoffs every single year and gives you a chance to, to get to a Super Bowl. Greg Cosell with us. You know, it was about week eight. It was week eight. Jaguars were in London. He throws a first and goal interception at Denver, the right? one against Denver yeah. at Wembley. And it was supposed to be a quick out, quick release, or throw it in the stands. And he decided to roll right, roll right, roll right, and throw it into a window with three defenders there. Second time in three weeks he had done something similar to that. It was at that point he said that, you know what, I've got to just stop hurting the football team with these bad mistakes. After that, he settled in. Was there anything mechanically different? at the back half of the season? Or is that really just an above-the-shoulders mentality for Trevor that really turned things around for him? My guess is it's more an above-the-shoulders. I mean, I thought early in the season we saw the fundamental technique differences that I mentioned. I thought then there was a stretch where he reverted back a little bit just because that's the way he's been his whole life. He's been, you know, he's a tall kid, a little high-cut and long-legged. He's always been a strider. You know, when I watched his tape at Clemson, he was a big strider, and he was rarely under duress. And when he, the few times that I watched a lot of tape to see him under duress, under duress he struggled a bit because everything got speeded up because he had a stride to throw. And I think they, so he would revert to that on occasion. But then they can obviously continued working on it with him, and you could see as the second half of the year progressed that he was back to playing with a lot more efficiency with his drop and his set quicker, not striding as much. So I think it's a combination of the mechanics being more consistently executed and probably the mental part of the game. Look, as I said, he came in with his generational talent moniker, but he still was a second-year quarterback in a brand-new system. And people, I don't think, realize that when you're learning a new system, that's hard. You know, And he's a smart kid, but it's still... It, it's not the same doing it on the iPad or in the meetings and then going on the field and doing it in you know live action on a Sunday afternoon. So he had to work through all that as well. And you know the play that stood out to me, which I thought really showed Trevor's growth, um, and there were many, but this one just stood out to me, was the playoff game against the Chargers when he audibled at the line of scrimmage and threw the 39-yard touchdown to Zay Jones. Because that was all Trevor. He called that play at the line of scrimmage. And he called it based on what they knew the coverage look was based on film study and you know he recognized it and he called it and it's those kinds of plays that as a coaching staff you feel like wow that's really good and and I thought that was a really good example of his mental growth obviously Zay Jones was wide open so so it wasn't a tough throw physical throw but it was how you got to it that said a lot the wide receivers have to be smart enough to pick up on that as well and maybe run different routes. That was supposed to be Christian Kirk's route, but Zay that was in correct. that spot, and there he that goes. So that helped the 
you know, the quarterback and the offense progress. When you have a guy like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, I mean, to, to really carry the load on the offense and understand everything, all the nuances that Doug Peterson and all those guys put in there, that gives you a great advantage. Without question, you hit it right on the head. Um, I, I forget, you know, who was supposed to be where, but Zay Jones and Christian Kirk were not were not in the spots with the way they practiced that that route combination. So, but obviously that's up to the quarterback to relay that information properly, and obviously Trevor did that. And you know, those are two smart guys in, in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. But you know, just that whole play, I think, kind of spoke to the growth as a team. You know, because they're still behind at that point, and they hadn't really made any big plays. What was fascinating about that game to me is the way Doug Peterson came out in the second half. He didn't come out in the second half and feel that he had to get it all back and start throwing the ball at the intermediate and deeper levels. In fact, if memory serves me correctly, I think they had a 14-play, 89-yard drive, which was their first touchdown drive, which didn't seem like the way to go in that game, given the fact that they were down, what, 21-7 at the time? You know, you would think, oh, man, they really have to start pushing it, but they didn't take that approach. They stayed methodical. They stayed calm. They sort of played their game, and and obviously that was a touchdown drive, 14 plays, 89 yards. Greg Cosell with us. Final thoughts here with you. What would Calvin Ridley do for this oh. offense? If he's the Calvin Ridley that we saw, I mean, he played five games two years ago. That's, that's a long time away. I know. At his best, that's what we're talking about. Unbelievable outrunner. Just a sweet route runner. Really understands how to use his vertical stem. Really understands how to get a corner to turn, how to get a corner off his spot. Phenomenal separation generator at the top of his stem. Explosive moving athlete. Great body quickness. Not a true burner, but enough speed to get vertical because he's such a good route runner and knows how to set up corners. He would add a lot to the offense if he's the Calvin Ridley of old. Thanks for the time. Always a pleasure to see you in Indy and beyond. We'll talk to you again down the line. Hopefully the Jaguars are in the, in the postseason conversation for a long time, Greg. I think they might be. You know, now it just depends on seeding. But I think they'll be in that conversation for a little bit now.